My name is Isabel Clausen, the host of the Girl God's Got You podcast. This podcast was created to remind women that girl, God's got you, and he wants to help you live the life you were created to live. Have you ever struggled with believing in yourself, having fear about navigating your future, understanding your life purpose, or managing overwhelming stress? Well, if you've gone through any of these experiences, then this podcast is for you. And I want to encourage you that no matter what you go through, no matter what you think of yourself, no matter how much someone hurts you, no matter what level of self-confidence you have, no matter how much fear you have about the future, God is here for you no matter what. Girl, God's got you, and he always will. I hope you enjoy today's episode. say just genuinely thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcasts it's kind of a weird concept someone's just talking and recording themselves and you're listening it's not even like a youtube video where you're watching something you're literally just listening to my voice and even if it's just one or two people listening and only one or two people impacted by this or just one or two people are actively taking the time to listen to what I have to say, it just means so much to me that people would even take the time to listen. So I just wanted to tell you thank you so much for listening to this podcast, for supporting the ministry that I'm trying to create. I really just want to share my thoughts and my love for God and share any encouragement and light that I can. There are times where I maybe have a bad day or I'm feeling kind of tired and unmotivated and I would love to have just a good podcast where I'm hearing godly encouragement. There are some podcasts out there that I really love, but I wish there were more and that's why I'm creating this for you all. And whether, you know, it's called Girl God's Got You, it could be for girls. I hope, you know, some guys who listen to this gain some stuff too. But I just want to say thank you for taking the time to listen to this and for supporting my ministry because I want to just encourage people with the words that God uses to encourage me. So with that being said, I want to share about the topic that I'm going to be discussing today. And it's all about attracting the type of people that you want in your life. And I shared this in some different, um, you know, some podcast episodes here and there as well as on my YouTube channel. You have to be what you want to attract. And in that sense, a lot of people think it, you know, for example, in a romantic way, if you want a nice godly Christian man, as a female, if you want to attract that, you have to be a nice godly Christian female. However, you shouldn't just have all these traits simply because you want to get the guy. You should have these traits because you want to honor God and um, live a life filled with fulfillment and contentment from living the way he wants you to live. And then from that, the added bonus is hopefully you attract a good quality guy as well. So you shouldn't, you know, be a good quality girl simply to get the guy, but you should be the good quality girl because, you know, that's the best route for you. And the reason why I'm sharing this is I think a lot of people say, oh, I keep, you know, I can't find this good guy. I keep on attracting guys that, you know, aren't the nicest or aren't the best quality. And the same goes for guys. Oh, I really want this nice, sweet, kind, beautiful, smart girl, but all the girls that want me aren't that. And I think we get confused thinking, okay, why do the same people keep pursuing me that I don't like? And I think a question, an honest question we have to ask ourselves is what kind of person am I attracting? What perception and projection do I give to the world? When people look at me, listen to me, talk to me, what do they see? What do they perceive? And 
we have to be really, really honest thinking, okay, am I attracting the type of person I want to be with? If you're honest with yourself and the answer is no, that means that there has to be some work to be done if you really want to take your life seriously, take your relationship with God seriously. If you want a good Christian person to date and to be with and you're not that, chances are that kind of person is searching for someone who also wants to pursue God, who also wants to love him, who also stands for the same things. So you may have to change your relationship with God, grow deeper with him, and really be committed to living the way he wants you to live if you want to have that solid foundation and relationship with someone. But once again, as a disclaimer, you shouldn't change for anyone. You should change because God wants you to live your life for him. So, you know, if you're that guy out there, you know this nice Christian girl, don't simply change because you want to impress her, okay? If you're a girl, you see this nice guy in church, maybe you've had a rough background, you're like, okay, if I do this and this and this, if I dress this way and bring my Bible to church and pray this way, maybe he'll like me. No, don't do it for the other person. Do it because you want to grow closer to God. And then from that, you will reap the benefit of attracting the kind of person you want to be with. Also, too, we can relate this to friendships as well. If you are someone you're not really in a good crowd, maybe you're not surrounded by the best people that aren't lifting you up, that aren't encouraging you, that aren't uh, inspiring you to be better, and you think, okay, I really want to have a better group of friends, but you find yourself falling into the same group of not the best people, once again, be honest with yourself and saying, am I attracting the friendships that I really want? Is there something in my heart that has to change? Is there something in my way of life that has to change? Is there something in my brain and um, the things that matter to me that has to change? So a lot of these tips that I'm going to be talking about with self-improvement can apply to relationships romantically or more platonic friendship relationships as far as finding a good group of friends. Okay, to start off kind of my analysis, my top 10 tips for self-improvement, I want to go really far back to the basis of relationships. Whether you're dating someone or it's a friendship, the basis of relationships is the selfless agape love that Jesus shows us. It's a selfless love where we're not seeking anything in return. We're just choosing to care about someone and have this brotherly and sisterly Christ-like love for someone simply because we respect them as a person because they're made in the image of God. And this is exactly how Jesus showed love to us. So when we're trying to figure out how to be a better person, how to have self-improvement, we have to understand first, okay, my call to action in life is to use my gifts to serve others. But we're also called to love one another just like Jesus loved us. So the next question is, okay, how did Jesus really love us? How can this selfless love be the foundation and the platform for our lives and for our relationships? And I think one good way to find out how Jesus loved us is simply by going to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And it talks about, you know, the classic love is patient, love is kind, it is not envy. And what I'm going to do for this exercise is I'm going to put Jesus's name in for love because Jesus is love. He is the perfect example of love. He died on the cross, which is the true action of love, giving up his life for us. Jesus's whole ministry is based off of love. So I'm going to be putting Jesus's name in the place of the word love. And then we're going to be putting your own name in the place of that word love. So I'll do my name for example. And then we're gonna break it down and you are going to put in the name of the friend or the boy or the girl, whoever you're pursuing, you're gonna put their name into that. And then we're gonna analyze, are you on the right track? Are they in the right track? What kind of boyfriend, girlfriend, or what kind of friendship do you wanna pursue? So first I'm just gonna read the passage and then I'll put Jesus's name in and then we'll go from there. So it starts in verse four. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast. It is not proud. 
It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So that is super powerful, and I think that gives a lot of truth to self-improvement. But now I want to put Jesus' name in, and I want you to picture in your brain Jesus, and I want you to realize that he never fell short of any of these things because he's perfect. He's part God, but he's also human, so he has the choice to live out each of these things, and he lived a life of example to show us a way to live and how to actually live this out. So as I'm putting Jesus's name in, I just want you to close your eyes and really think about how did Jesus live out each of these things. So Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. Jesus does not envy. He does not boast. He is not proud. Jesus does not dishonor others. Jesus is not self-seeking. Jesus is not easily angered. Jesus keeps no record of wrongs. Jesus does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Jesus always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. The love of Jesus never fails. So that reigns true. Jesus lived up to all of these expectations and so many more because he is the son of God. And this is the example that we should follow. This is how Jesus loves, looking at each of these aspects of love. So when you're trying to work on yourself, your relationship with God, when you're trying to have self-improvement, I would encourage you to try to follow the example of Jesus. And I would encourage you to put your name in the place of love and see if you're actually doing these things. Now, you will never be able to do all these things perfectly because you're not a perfect human being. We're sinful. We're selfish. That's why Jesus came down to the earth to this, to save us and to give us another chance every single day. But we should try to live up to these things as much as possible because we should follow Jesus' example. So I'm going to be putting my name in place of here. And I don't want you to think I'm doing this because I'm perfect or I think of myself as perfect. I'm actually doing it to show myself that I don't live up to all these things and that every single day I need to work on self-improvement and I need to try to be the person God created me to be. Because self-improvement and trying to follow Jesus' example is a constant struggle, but it's something we should all strive to do every morning when we, we wake up. And the reason why is because we have the freedom to do so. Our slate is swept clean Every single morning, we have constant forgiveness and grace from Jesus, and so we shouldn't use this freedom just to keep on going after the things of the flesh or, or sinning or falling to temptation. We actually should use this freedom in Christ to do something with our lives. So the reason that I personally am going to do this exercise on myself is so that I can understand where am I falling short? How can I improve on following Jesus' example and being a light to others? So I'm going to be reading my name out loud in the place of love, and I'm going to really ask myself, am I doing these things? And if not, I understand that those are the places I need to improve myself. So when you put your name in, think about, do I live up to each of these things? And the things that you don't live up to, you can understand, okay, these are the things I need to focus on in self-improvement if I want to be a good person. And then from there, you can understand, okay, will I be able to attract the person that I want to be with? So the next part of this exercise, we'll put my name in. Isabel is patient. Isabel is kind. Isabel does not envy. She does not boast. She is not proud. She does not dishonor others. She is not self-seeking. She is not easily angered. She keeps no record of wrongs. Isabel does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Isabel always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Isabel's love never fails. Now, reading that to myself, I know there's definitely a lot of things I need to work on, but just reading it out loud showed me, okay, this is where I want to go. 
This is the path I want to go on to achieve these things and to love others just like Jesus does. Now you just, I want you to pause this episode right now, put your name in. And then when you're done, I want you to really think about the places you want to self-improve. And then if you have someone that you know you're crushing on or someone you're interested in or a friend you want to pursue, you should put their name in there. And I'm not having you do this to critique them or condemn them or to make them feel like they're inferior. I want you to do this so you could check yourself and think, okay, am I pursuing the right person? Am I pursuing someone who also is following Jesus? Am I pursuing someone who also wants to follow that example, who also wants to go down the straight and narrow path? And when you put their name in there, you can really understand, am I trying to pursue someone who also is pursuing Jesus? So pause the episode, put your name in, put the other person's name in, and then continue to listen. Okay, you're back. All right, I hope you were able to learn some stuff about yourself, about the person you're thinking about. And if you're not thinking about someone you simply want to just self-improve, just for the sake of self-improving, I think that's the best reason anyone should self-improve. But I know some people are trying to better themselves to be uh, with someone else, so I just wanted to add that little extra piece in. But I think this exercise is so important when you're trying to figure out, okay, what kind of person do I want to be? How do I want to change my life for Jesus? So before I get into the 10 ways that I really try to work on self-improvement for myself, I want to share two quotes I found online and two Bible verses because they were super impactful and they just added um, more depth of knowledge for me when it comes to self-improvement. So the first uh, quote I want to share is from this person named Paulo Coelbo, not sure if that's how you pronounce it. I just literally looked up self-improvement quotes on Google and I found these two really good ones, so I thought I'd share them because they motivated and inspired me. So this guy named Paulo, it could be a girl, it could be a guy, I don't know, but he or she stated, when we strive to become better than we are, everything around us becomes better too. And this totally, like when I read this, I thought, oh my gosh, this is literally going exactly off what I'm saying. If we want to become better people, as a result, we will just end up attracting better people. And so when we strive to become better, everything else around us becomes better too, because people will be attracted to you. The quality people that you want to be with, if you're that quality, you eventually will attract them because they're searching for that same level of quality as you are trying to be and as you are seeking as well. So the next, uh, really, honestly, this was such a good uh, quote. It's by this guy named Disaku Desma. I don't know. Um, this quote is really big letters, and then his name is teeny tiny, so I can't even like really read it. But it's a really random name. I hope I'm saying it right. But if you Google this quote, I'm sure you'll find his name. But this guy stated. Genuine happiness can only be achieved when we transform our way of life from the unthinking pursuit of pleasure to one committed to enriching our inner lives when we focus on being more rather than simply having more. I know I read this and I thought, oh my gosh, there's just so much in here. And this one little quote by this guy who I can't pronounce his name, so good. And the biggest thing I took from this is that the unthinking pursuit of pleasure plagues our society all we desire these days is pleasure 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 we're trying to consume 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 we're not focusing on what we could consume to end up projecting out into the world and to create something and to add to the world we're just focusing on taking and being 
distracted by technology, by social media. We're living for that instant gratification, for the temporary mindset. We're not living with that kingdom pursuit of trying to impact the world to make it a better place. And whether someone's Christian or not, I think we could still understand that there is so much more value and purpose in life if we're trying to make the world better. As Christians, I believe that we're trying to make the world better, to bring more light to a fallen world and to expand the glory of God. But when we're just trying to make the world better and we're trying to put good things out in the world, we will have a sense of of uh, contentment. We will have a sense of satisfaction and we will stop going towards that unthinking pursuit of pleasure, as this quote says. And then it said that we could be committed to enriching our inner lives. It's when we focus on being more rather than simply having more. And this part of enriching our lives and being more is what I'm going to be focusing on for the rest of this podcast. Because there are things we could do in our life where we could become better quality humans. Whether that means we're expanding our intellect and educating ourselves more. Whether that means we're having more self-discipline and we're trying to be a better quality human by simply... Uh, saying no and having more self-control and putting off that instant gratification. Or it could be that we have more kindness and love in our hearts because we're making it a habit to serve others and be selfless. Whatever it is, we can live a better life by trying to have constant self-improvement every single day. So I thought this quote was just such an encouragement and I wanted to share it with you all because it meant a lot. And I'm going to be putting these quotes on my Instagram. I'm going to try to make sure that I have this guy's name right. But if not, I'm so sorry. I I hope I will. Hopefully by the time I post this, I will have found his actual name. And it could be someone else completely different. I know sometimes on um, Pinterest and stuff, they have the same quote and there's like five different authors. So just know I'll put this quote on my Instagram and hopefully I have the correct person who said it. But now I want to go into two Bible verses talking all about the new self and the new creation. And I think this really applies to self-improvement because every single day we should try to become more and more like Jesus and improve who we are. But we have to also understand that Jesus died on the cross so we have the freedom to be this new self and to be this better version of ourselves. One way we could see this is in the Bible in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 22 through 24. And it states, you were taught with regard to your former way of life. To put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. To be made new in the attitude of your minds. To put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. And I think this is so beautiful because it talks about how the old self, it's corrupted, has deceitful desires. It shows that we're not perfect. This verse acknowledges that we're not. It's not trying to sugarcoat it or cover it up. It's saying, okay, we're not perfect. Our old selves, we're not. We make mistakes. We have a bad past. It's messy. We hurt others. We're hurt by others. But you know what? We could have... We could be made new in the attitude of our minds. And we could put on the new self to be created like God in righteousness and holiness. It's the attitude of our minds. We can wake up every single morning saying, I'm going to be a better person today. I'm not going to live in the past. I'm going to learn from the past, but I'm not going to let it bog me down. I'm going to try to be the person that God created me to be. I'm going to have an attitude in my mind to do things that are actually going to help me reach this goal and reach this person that God created me to be. And so another Bible verse that I want to share that kind of goes along with this one from Ephesians is from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And it states, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. And this is such an encouragement and an inspiration to me. And it motivates me to think, okay, I believe in God. I've accepted him into my heart. He is my savior. And just by saying that, the new creation has come. I am a new person. I have new opportunities to live for God every day because I've said, God, 
you're in my heart. I'm asking you to be the king of my life. I'm asking you to forgive my soul, forgive the bad things I've done. And I'm asking you to help use my life for something greater. The old has gone. The new is here. And if you accept Jesus in your heart and you've asked for forgiveness, every day you could wake up having this peace in your heart saying, okay, the old is gone. The new is here. The old is gone. The new is here. What am I going to do with this new creation? And how am I going to live more like Jesus every single day? So these verses are just so good. I wanted to share them. And now we're finally going to be getting into the 10 ways that I really try to self-improve myself every day, how I'm trying to become more like Jesus. And I definitely have to work on all these every single day because there's a lot of these that I just, I need to work on. Um, and there's so many more than 10 things, but these are just the 10 things I'm currently trying to actively do to improve myself and to improve my walk with Jesus and just to be a light to others. Cause that's really our goal of life is once we believe in Jesus, we understand, okay, I'm saved. I have peace. We can't just stop there. I think that we should be a light to others. We should be joy to others. We should help them understand that God loves you. He's there for you. And one way we could do this is improving our lives in the little tiny things so that when people look at us, they could think, okay, this person's different somehow. Like this person seems different and I want to know how. And that different part about you that people will see, that's the very light that could help bring them closer to Jesus. So these are the 10 things I'm trying to do to help brighten my light so I could be that beacon of hope to people who really need some Jesus. So the first uh, thing that I am trying to work on as far as self-improvement is less phone time. <sighs> There's so much I could say about this. I did this whole YouTube series on social media and phone usage and whatnot, um, but and I could have a whole podcast series too because I feel so strongly about this, probably a little too strongly, um, but phones, I, I tell myself all the time, I wish we had flip phones. Honestly, technology, while it is good and it's brought good, and I would argue it has brought more benefits than um, disadvantages, that's debatable, obviously, I'm not going to get into that, but there is a lot of good that has come from smartphones, from iPhones, from new technology, but there's a lot of bad that's come from it. I mean, people hide behind their phones all the time. People choose to pretend to text someone or call someone just so they don't have to talk to someone in the elevator. Uh, people choose to ignore a person who they're talking to simply because someone on their phone is more important. People are addicted to things on their phone. People use their phone for perverse, um, gross things and ways to escape reality. People scroll through social media simply because they're bored, simply because they think they have nothing else to do. People compare themselves on social media and they think, oh, if only I looked like this person or had this person's life. And then when they're feeling bad, they they feel better about their feed because their feed is better than someone else's feed. And then we spend so much time texting people and FaceTiming and Snapchatting to the point that when we see them in person, we can't even look them in the eye. We have nothing to talk about. I mean, phones have harmed communication, have harmed self-confidence, have harmed self-respect so much. And it's not just the, the act of the phone. It's all the apps on the phone. It's the smartphone mentality that we have a laptop in our pocket anytime. And this little tiny laptop feeds us constant entertainment. But what we forget is we're actually being less productive. We're making less time for people. It's making us feel so self-centered because when you think about it, everything on your phone serves you. Think about that for a sec. You buy an app, you download an app for it to serve you in some way. And your phone literally, when they say it's your life, I think it's so true because it's yourself and it's it's the thing that makes you feel so attached to yourself. But then when you lose your phone, it's almost like your identity is gone because everything is in your phone. And, and I, I know I'm ranting right now, but 
phones really have harmed my generation so much. It's so hard to just talk to people and not have them look at their phone. I mean, I'm guilty of this. I look at my phone when I'm talking to people, but what I'm actively trying to do is that when I'm with someone in a conversation, I'm making the active mental note to keep my phone face down and look at that person in the eye, really truly listening to what they're saying and be present with them. And that is so hard, but that little thing, even though it's hard, it means so much to people. And then you'll start realizing how often people choose to interrupt your conversation, interrupt your eye contact, interrupt the attention that they're giving you to look at their phone to simply text someone back. Now, I know sometimes it's an emergency, but barely any time they just want to see what someone else is saying and think about that it's like if someone walks by and they immediately start talking to someone else in the middle of the conversation you have with them I mean it's so degrading it seems so demeaning but it's natural now and we don't even discard it we're not even offended by it it's just the new normal phones literally have ruined communication so much and have ruined just genuine conversation and even just any emotional connection with people. There's so many other aspects of smartphones that I could talk about, but literally, I just wish that we had Garmin GPSs, because if I didn't have my smartphone, I'd get lost all the time, but I wish we had Garmin GPSs and flip phones and then our laptops. I wish they were all separate, because the fact that they're all in one and there's so many added features, it just feeds self-centeredness, lack of self-confidence, lack of respect for yourself and others, and it also feeds this idea that we need stuff right now go 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 this this instant gratification it leaves no room for self-discipline no room for waiting for something else to come later like you get a letter in the mail or you're you're waiting for this phone call there it, it, that doesn't exist on the smartphones today so one way I'm trying to improve my life is to be on my phone less because that'll help me have more perspective and focus on what really actually matters in life and it'll help improve my communication skills dramatically so the second thing that I'm trying to work on when it comes to self-improvement is spend more time learning. Uh, this will also aid you in your confidence because you feel more confident and the more you know. And it'll increase your knowledge and give you more things to talk about that actually matter with people when you do choose to get off your phone and have an actual conversation. Um, no, you know, not trying to be rude or, or annoying, but really like if you feed your brain with good things that are positive and that add to your knowledge, when you do choose to get off your phone and talk to people, you'll have more to talk about because you simply have been consuming quality things and you're projecting quality things back out to the world. Instead of garbage in, garbage out, it's like, it's like a good fuel in and then good fuel out to feed to other people so that they'll be filled up with this new knowledge. So there's a lot of ways that I'm trying to make more time to learn. Uh, it is reading books, listening to podcasts, reading my Bible. I definitely have been a book junkie my whole life, but there was a period of time for c quite a long time where I just, I felt like I was on my phone a lot or I was consuming um, more TV than I needed to, more YouTube than I needed to, and I wasn't, I wasn't just reading and ingesting material. I was watching TV or on Instagram just ingesting shallow material that wasn't expanding my mind at all. So it's amazing how when you're on your phone less, you feel like you have more time and then you could use that to actually expand your brain. And something else, what I would do when I was in college, because now I'm, I'm at home um, quarantining, I had to leave college early so now it's all online, but when I was at college, there'd be times where I was standing in line or I had to wait for class to start. And it's so easy just to pick up your phone, go on your laptop, search around, do mindless things. But what I would try to do was always have a book in my backpack to read it when I could or I'd have little Bible verses or quotes written down on note cards for me to kind of flip through those. Anything that could stimulate my brain that wasn't my phone. So that's something I would try to do to have that constant learning. But just making that chunk of time in the day, even if it's just 
10 to 20 minutes of just reading putting your phone down, making that time for yourself, even though it feels selfish or it feels like you're relaxing, do that for a little bit instead of having your nightly Netflix or your nightly um, movie or whatever it is. Take a little chunk of your day that you normally would spend kind of wasting your brain away and instead use it to read or listen to a podcast because you're still relaxing too in a way when you're doing that. You're just stimulating your brain in a different way than you would watching a movie or a TV show or TikTok or something. So the third way that I'm trying to also improve myself is having a goal for each day that's not really attached to work or school or anything like that because obviously if you're a student listening to this or you're working, those are little goals that you have to accomplish. But I'm talking about just the random goals. So for example, for me, it's reading part of my book each day or recording a podcast or playing the piano or hanging out with my family or making sure to call or text this person. Even if it's just a small goal, it's something that's different from my normal routine and that helps me learn how to step out of my comfort zone and make time for other people because for me, I know a lot of people, their love language is quality time. That It depends on the person, but usually for me, I have a lot going on and even though I love quality time, it's sometimes hard for me to give it. And so doing this, having this goal of just being there for someone each day or doing something out of my routine helps get me out of my comfort zone. And this helps me get in the habit of being spontaneous once in a while and breaking from my plan. Because for you, those planners out there, one way that our day gets ruined sometimes is when our plan doesn't go as planned. I've gotten a lot better at this the past couple years. But one day, one way I could continue to be more flexible in my life is having a random goal each day that's not necessarily attached to my daily routine. So the fourth way that I'm trying to improve myself and be more of a light is to simply help people more. And once, once again, this is me sacrificing time. That's the hardest way for me to help people sometimes, depending on how busy I am. But it's the way that a lot of times most people feel loved. So whether it's making time to sit with my mom in the morning or making time to maybe pick up the house when I'm not asked to, or maybe making time for someone who wants to FaceTime, uh, a, a friend that I haven't talked to for a while that wants a phone call, just different things that maybe they're not naturally what I want to do right away. But I think, okay, this will mean so much to someone if I give up some of my routine, I give up some of my day to do this thing. And it, it really helps, especially FaceTiming and calling old friends. That is a good way that people just feel so loved that you'd even think about them and call them, especially if they're friends you don't talk to much, it really makes them feel special. So if you're trying to figure out one way to help people, especially with the quarantine, text an old friend, say, hey, want to FaceTime, want to call, and that could definitely make their day. And then you get to hang out with someone that you haven't talked to for a long time. So the fifth thing that I have been trying to do to be um, just a better light and to be, this one's more about responsibility and self-discipline, is to be punctual. And I am almost always on time to things, but that's punctual but in my own heart I want to be punctual in the fact that I don't want to rush and so I'm always on time but most of the time I rush and it stresses me out and in my heart and my head I don't feel punctual I feel like I'm running late when I rush because I'm not fully prepared my brain's not mentally prepared for the meeting or the class or work or wherever I have to go and so when I'm saying punctual I'm telling myself okay I don't want you to rush Isabel you're going to be punctual no matter what because that's just who you are, but try not to rush. And so I'm really trying to figure out how to time manage my morning to give myself enough margin to get ready and to get things done because then if I have free time because I got ready a certain in a certain amount of time or I plan my morning in a certain way that if I have free time, that's great. But if I'm right on time, that means I at least didn't rush. So I'm just trying to train myself for myself, my own self-discipline 
to not rush so much because that kind of takes away from me being present. And whenever I have a rushed morning or a rushed evening, I just, I don't feel as good for some reason. So that's just one thing about me. I'm just trying to rush less because I want to be more present when I'm actually at my destination or at my job or with certain people that I'm trying to meet up with. And so the sixth way that I have always been trying to self-improve is just to ask questions. This goes back to making more time for learning, which was number two on this list. But asking questions just gives you more depth. And this is one thing that makes people feel like you care about them. So for example, if you're in a conversation and someone's sharing something about their life or they're sharing a story, if you ask a specific question about the story or about what they just said, it'll do one of two things. It'll either help them think, oh, wow. This person was paying attention so much they have a specific question to ask or number two this person really cares to know more they care enough about me to listen to more about what i'm saying because oftentimes it's really easy for us to talk about ourselves in conversations but it's so simple just to listen to someone and ask a question so they could further expand more about who they are that really means a lot and that also expands your knowledge even if it's not in a conversation. So for example, in a class, ask more questions. If you're in a business meeting, ask more questions. If you're at a mentorship meeting, ask questions. Bible study, ask questions. It's always good to ask questions because you can either benefit someone or you could benefit yourself by learning more about something you're interested in. And so that's something I've been trying to do more because questions, honestly, it's great. And then you have more clarity. Communication has more ease and then you have less room for doubt if you're questioning anything, whether it's a conversation or a topic in class. Questions, it never hurts to ask questions, honestly. And then if people look at you weird for asking a question, that's their fault because at least you got some more information. Number seven, let people know you genuinely care. Now in this day and age, once again, we talked about social media, we talked about our phones, but people say they care, like on social media, they like something, they comment, or they give you a phone call, or they text you a sweet message over text, um, but, but very rarely do you find where someone looks you in the eye and says, I genuinely care about you, and I'm here for you. And this could be, you know, someone you care about romantically. This could be a friend. This could be a family member. But rarely ever do people really look someone in the eye, stop what they're doing and say, hey, I care about you. I'm here for you. I just want you to know I respect you as a person. I mean, it's so rare to do that. And so what I've been trying to do is just let more people know that I love them or that I care about them or they mean a lot to me. I know it's hard to do, especially when we're social distancing right now due to the coronavirus, um, to do that. But even just over FaceTime or something, um, just even saying, hey, I just, I just want you to know in all seriousness, I really care about you. And that makes people's day because they rarely ever hear that these days. It's so sad. But letting someone know that you're fighting for them, you're praying for them, you're here for them, that's a good way to spread Jesus' light to a fallen dark world. Number eight is check things off the to-do list. Now, I used to be the queen of to-do lists, and then I would get so mad if something came in my day that interrupted my to-do list and I couldn't check things off. And then I didn't write a to-do list for over a year because I got so obsessed with to-do lists. And now I have this thing where I make a huge to-do list, and then I just don't check things off or I kind of forget about it. I'm thinking, what's the point of a to-do list? So for me, my self-improvement is to at least check one thing off of my to-do list every single day. Even if I make a list of six things or seven things and I'm overly ambitious, my goal is to just check at least one thing off or at least not forget about it. Uh, And this is also keeping me having a good routine, especially during the um, quarantine self disciplined um, social distancing time that I need to have because when I don't have a lot of social things or a lot of different 
deadlines to get things done, sometimes I'm not as motivated. So one way that I'm trying to be better at self-discipline and self-improvement is to at least check thing one, at least check one thing off the to-do list. And for those of you that are also wanting to take these tips to heart, one good perk of this is that if you're looking at your day, maybe you didn't have a good day, or maybe you felt kind of lazy or you procrastinated, if you at least accomplished one thing, you could at least feel a little bit better about yourself and that can help give you a more positive attitude and can help you be more inspired to be more productive tomorrow. So number nine is to be more present. And this is really important to me because sometimes I get so distracted by all the things I want to accomplish in the day or sometimes I have my plan so set out that I'm not really present sometimes if someone you know wants to do something spontaneous. However, I've gotten a lot better about this over the past couple of years. And so one way that I'm trying to be more present is that if I do have an interruption in my day or something doesn't go as planned, I feel as though that's God intervening in my day and he's putting this person in my life or is making a certain thing happen because that's part of his plan, not my own. And it's for that reason that I want to be present in every type of conversation I'm in. And this also, once again, goes back to being on my phone less because we have to realize that our days are numbered and we can't take any day for granted. There was a lot of times before this whole quarantine corona thing happened where I think I took certain things for granted like getting coffee with friends or being able to hang out in large groups or just making time um, to do things one-on-one with people. You just, you forget how much stuff matters until it's kind of taken away from you. So one thing I am trying to do is when I am hanging out with friends, whether it's one-on-one or in a group, I'm really trying to be present with those people. And for me, being present also comes with listening to people because um, I'm someone who I, I talk and chatter a lot. So it's something that I'm really trying to do is listen and really listen to people if they want me to just be that person they vent to. Because most of the time, people just want someone to talk to, whether you give them advice or not. So I'm really trying to be that person, be present, have good eye contact, listen to what people say. So if they want a response or if they want advice, I can give it to them. But life is so short and the most important things on this earth are relationships because relationships have that eternal value that the temporary things of this world simply don't have. So it's good to be present at all times because you never know when your life's going to end. And I think one of the best days is having a day filled with being present with the people you care about. And this will also help you be a light to other people because if you have the habit of being present, you could really end up impacting someone's life in a new way because God could bring anyone in your life. He could bring up any conversation. So it's your job to be present in the moment and kind of feel what God wants you to say and what he wants you to do. And so the last thing, number 10, to me, this is the most important and it's something I'm always trying to work on, but it's to have a constant dialogue with God. And when I was growing up, I used to pray in the morning when I woke up, and I prayed when I went to bed, and I prayed over my meals, and it was great. You know, that's just kind of how you do it when you're a kid. And then when I was getting a little bit older, about 14 and 15, I kind of realized that I don't have to have specific times when I pray. Yes, I think it's good to set your day off in the morning and have some quiet time with God and then pray to Him at the close of your day just to thank Him for your great day. But I sometimes forget that you can simply just talk to God all day. You don't even have to start it in a formal prayer. Like, dear God, I pray for this person. I pray for that person. I pray for myself. You could simply just talk to God and ask him for help, ask him for advice. I just sometimes sit down and sometimes I say it out loud or to myself, kind of depending if people are around me. But I literally just talk to God about my day and I just have a constant conversation with him, tell him how I feel. I tell him my goals and aspirations. I also write down my prayers as though it's kind of a journal and just having that constant dialogue with God 
gives me so much comfort and peace and helps me understand that I'm not alone. I am not doing this on my own because I have a God who is right next to me, always listening to me, always pursuing me, always committed to me. And that really just brings me so much peace and comfort knowing that someone is there with me all the time. And having that constant dialogue with God also gives you peace, which will help you have patience and understanding and give you this feeling of contentment. And that'll also give you strength to go throughout your day and try to be that light because knowing that God is with you no matter what, that'll also give inspiration and motivation to still try to share his light to other people as much as possible, knowing that his presence is with you all the time. And that also helps me a lot, thinking, okay, I know God is watching me. He's right here next to me. He wants me to show love to other people. He wants me to shine my light to others. So why not? Since I know that he's with me all the time. So I hope that these kind of 10 ways that I'm trying to seek self-improvement has inspired you as well. If there's other things that you're wanting to improve more on, I would really encourage you to DM me uh, the things that you want to work more on or you could also email me at girlgodsgotyou at gmail.com and I'd love to pray for you in this time as you want to start becoming closer to God, start bettering yourself, start trying to live more like Jesus. I think it's amazing that we as Christians have the freedom every morning to wake up with a clean slate, uh, with, with being forgiven, but also having the opportunity to try to better ourselves and be more like Jesus every day. I think we should definitely use this opportunity and live each day for Jesus as much as we can. So I hope that this episode helped you. I hope it gave you something good to listen to, especially during the days where we're still self-quarantining. And I just want to encourage you that if you're trying to develop better friendships or find a better relationship, that it all really starts with how you live your life. And if you're really following Jesus and trying to live for him, because he will bless you with people in your life that are also running after the same goal. God will bless you and he will give you the people in your life that will help push you towards him and will help make you a better person. But right now, it's really important for you to create that deep relationship with God, have that trust in him, and have that firm commitment and contentment with God because it's when we're content with our relationship with God and we're content with having him by our side that he actually will then end up putting people in our life that'll help add to our life we first have to be satisfied with jesus and also try to live for him and have that great relationship with him first before other people um kind of come in the picture as far as being lifelong friends or lifelong companions so i hope that you all had a really good time listening to this episode i hope that it helped you a lot Thank you so much for taking the time to listen and I cannot wait to talk to you in the next episode. Have a wonderful day. Bye.